Welcome to Laundry and Other Mysteries from me, Desiree. I mean, the Laundry Diva. It's the show where we take a brief dive into your laundry basket and let our guests spin a tale to inspire you. On a quiet Friday morning, two days after Christmas, I sat down in the conference room in Miriam's place to chat about laundry and community service with Dr. Lauren Penn of Pinpoint Chiropractic in Colorado Springs, Colorado. The conversation morphed from a discussion of the biggest challenge she has to getting her laundry put away and her closets organized and how she was motivated to start a sack lunch program for the homeless in Colorado Springs to her business philosophy, entrepreneurship, and service and her amazing reading list. The entire interview is too long to share in one sitting, so I've broken it down into two episodes. The first episode will cover her challenges with laundry, her faith and inspiration for her community service. The second episode will cover her business, her philosophy on entrepreneurship, and the books she recommends to every entrepreneur. Please click the follow button wherever you are listening to this podcast so that you will get access to the second episode as soon as it's available. I will leave links to the organizations that come up in our discussion in the show notes. Any appropriate disclaimers and trigger warnings and credits will be posted there as well. Now is a good time to fold that laundry that's been sitting on your bed or get your coffee and settle down to the first episode of Laundry and Other Mysteries with your host, Desiree Hickson, better known as the Laundry Diva. introduce you to my friend Lauren. Dr. Lauren Penn of Pinpoint Chiropractic, a chiropractor and small business entrepreneur in Colorado Springs, Colorado. She is effervescent, she is faithful, she is funny, she is generous. She is active in the business networking community and more than a few community service activities. She is a mentor, she is an inspiration. She is currently running a program where twice a month she gathers friends and supporters together to make up to 200 or more sack lunches for the homeless in Colorado Springs. She delivers the bag lunches to the Springs Rescue Mission on the second Wednesday of every month. But this show is called Laundry and Other Mysteries. Before we get to the heart of Lauren's community service, as a laundry diva, I have to get to the dirt of her laundry challenges. Lauren was dealing with a cough, so please excuse the occasional disruption. I did my best to overcome many of the other noises that cropped up during this recording. This is my first podcast, so I appreciate you giving me some leeway as I continue to learn the ropes. All that being said, let's get started. We start off this episode with a simple question, whether or not Dr. Penn does her own laundry. Do you do your own laundry? 
or do you have it sent out or does somebody else do it for you? I do my own laundry. Yeah. I wish somebody else did it. <laughs> let me tell you. <laughs> like, like some people, when they, when they answer that question, they're like, I do my own laundry. They're so proud. And you're like, I wish I didn't have to. I don't mind washing and drying. I don't it's putting it away. Any problem with that. <laughs> Who's going to fold these clothes up? Mm-hmm. And how are they going to get in this, this closet, closet and those drawers? That's right. That's what I hate about laundry. If I do it right away, like... Motivate yourself to fold that laundry. I put everything on hangers. See, that's one good way. I That's how I do it, too. I put everything on hangers. Um, I have a few bins. Mm-hmm. T-shirts, socks, undergarments, undergarments. And my sports stuff. Right. And I just throw them in the drawer. Exactly. Don't look at them. Just, just yeah. in there. But when I when I catch a good day, so Christmas, I was Christmas, I spent by myself. I was very happy. Yeah. Just laying on the floor and then playing my piano and eating every often. Oh, you'll have to tell me more about the piano later. But okay. But I I was a little bit under the weather. And so what my hopes and grandeur was mm-hmm. was I was gonna put these clothes away. Yep. And I, I was like, I can't do it today. It didn't happen? It didn't happen. See, now I'm just completely the opposite. I'm like, oh, I finally have a day where people are not trying to get me out of the house. And I actually, I had my hangers all lined up. I had my shirt hangers, you know, the kind with the divots in them. Yes. And then I got the pant hangers, the yes. kind of with the little hooks on the underside of the hanger. And I did it. I did it. Of course, now it's been two days since Christmas that we're recording this. And it's starting to call up again. <laughs> okay. Now, when I do, when I do get it together, my closet is color coordinated. Yes. All the pants go together. All the shirts go together. All the skirts go together. All the dresses go together. Me and Lauren do not live in the same house. We just organize about the same way. Yes. But I got to get motivated to do that. And I don't even know why that is. Um, you know what? I sometimes, I... Sometimes you just got to find that pocket of motivation. You know what? I usually give myself five to 10, 15 minutes. I don't try to do like the whole, all the laundry oh. in one sitting. Now it might lead to that. But what I say is, you know what? Today I'm just going to focus on sorting these for 15 minutes. You know, I'm going to tell you what messed me up. What messed you up? All the shoes I have. <laughs> See, I told you. I mean, no, I don't, I don't, I don't I'm have, a shoe person too. I don't have a lot of shoes, but I have two closets. Mm. And so in my mind, when I got these two closets, I was like, my clothes will go over here. Mm-hmm. I was going to have an accessory closet. I was like, I'll put my jewelry over here, my uh-huh. shoes over here. I'll even put my coats and scarves over here. What happened? I was like, well, no, jewelry doesn't make sense to be in the same uh, closet as my coats because I need to coordinate. That's right, day. because the coat may yeah, not coordinate yeah, with yeah. the outfit you actually. Yeah, wear. I was like, so we'll put the we'll put the jewelry over here with the rest <laughs> of the clothes. That makes sense to me. And then I started getting organizational items because right, because right. I had. Do you have like shoe shoe shelves and I used to scarf shelves. I used to <laughs> before I moved here. So when I moved here. I moved here with one suitcase of clothing, two suitcases of books. That's what I moved here wow. with. Wow. And a few other things that I would need for business. A lot a lot of things that I would need for business because mm-hmm. that's what I was really focused on. And so I didn't have a lot of organizational things. And I moved into my apartment. And so I'm an empty nester now. Yeah. And, uh, and for the first seven months, my place was like, well, I haven't been there seven months, a depot. Yeah. 
It's like, okay, just a stop along the way. And the Holy Spirit said to me, if you don't learn this lesson, you'll never have a home. Meaning you'll always have a building. Yeah, that you store your stuff at, but it won't be. But it won't be a home. And then I was just like convicted. And I was like, okay. So I started getting organizational things. Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, I need to get this together. I got my craft room a little bit set up. Right, right. And then I, I got to the point of getting to my room, and I was just like, where are all these shoes going to go? <laughs> I don't have a place to store them. And so I, I got a few organizational things. I gutted the closet out mm -hmm. of all the, and then I didn't put it back. Because I was like, how do I organize this? <laughs> I, one of the problems with person who has dyslexia is organization. Yeah. Fortunately for me, up until this point, before I became an empty nester, my son is very good at organizing. Yeah, so he took care of all that before. He that. did. He did. Now he's not here, and I'm like, okay, how, how, okay. how am I going to do this? Okay. Okay. I can do this. I can do this. It takes me a little while to do it. Yeah. But I will. Like today, normally I have a bunch of one-on-ones. Some people counsel. I was mm -hmm. like, okay, cool. I could really, if I needed to, I need to rest so I could be ready. Right, right. Um, for my next work week. And I was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna conquer that closet today. I, and, but once I get it conquered, I can maintain it. Yeah. It's and just, see, and I, I definitely feel you on that. And the thing of it is that that I've learned, I just try to do everything in bite size uh, chunks. So 15 minutes, instead of going, I'm gonna clean the whole house today. Or I'm going to put all that laundry away, which sometimes is like four or five baskets yeah. worth. Um, I, even with my business, mm -hmm. I'm like, you know what? Absolutely. I can't, I'm not trying to do all 60 <coughs> pounds worth of laundry today. I'm just going to do 30 right. or I'm going to get started and do this. And I'm just going to iron this much or whatever. But I break it down into bite-sized chunks so that it's not overwhelming. And usually when it's easier than I expected, then it makes it simpler to yeah. move to the next thing versus, you know, you do get into something and it does become overwhelming even in that 15 minutes, then you know, you know what, I only got two more minutes to go and then I'm done, you know? And then you can you can take a break. You know, if you need a couple extra chunks because it's a job that needs to be done right away, you do that. But rather than looking at the entire picture, you just look at one color. What I'm figuring out though is those jobs use there are 15 minute jobs. See, and that's the trick. See, now that you've convinced yourself that like, that you only need this much time. I really only need 15 yeah. minutes with this. Why am I tripping? Yeah. I'm gonna tell you what motivates me. Huh. Music. Yeah. Oh, see? See? If I throw some music. How loud does it have to be? What'd you say? How loud like just loud enough to annoy the neighbors? It's gotta be as loud as it can be. <laughs> you know, I'm like, yeah. It's just you, but it sounds like a party, and your neighbors are like, Could y'all keep it down? It's just me. Yes, Who's this yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that's what motivates me, and I should. See, um, I love that too. I should do that more. Yeah. Because I get more, I would get more work done. Mm -hmm. Not necessarily in my creative space. I just go into my creative space and it just lights up. Right, but see, you could also use that as a, an excuse to do or some work. calisthenics, right? I'm but, a two song treadmill right now. Two song treadmill. Oh, yeah. What's your other song? Um, well, what's your songs? My artists are. Mm -hmm. I won't say songs. Okay. Stevie Wonder. Oh, well, see, that's a must. Kurt Brinkman. Okay, okay. When I get, in the, mm -hmm. get up in the morning, that's what I'm treading to. All right. Sometimes so we talked a little bit about laundry and stuff, but 
and you and I met through a networking situation, One Million Cups. Yes. Uh, but I, I just love you because you're just, you spread your fabulousness everywhere. Thank you. you know, people see you come in and they're like, Dr. Laura, Dr. Penn, <laughs> you know, and when you gave your talk, I just, I was so glad I didn't miss it that day. Oh, wonderful. And Thank it just you. made me even more inspired. But, and that's why I wanted to talk to you. You, I wanted you to be my first podcast interview. Hey. Um, but the thing that really triggered it was when I um, helped you for your sack lunches program. Yes. Now, what inspired that? Um, missions has always been something that has been in my heart. I was a young lady. I went to a church called Old Landmark, Pastor Faison, Angela Faison. They, missions was their heart. Niva was over, Niva Pointer was over the, um, missions and we just go out and feed the homeless and mm-hmm. I, I loved that I uh, because there's in the great commission of Christ there's only there are five parts of it mm-hmm. one of it is to feed the homeless right take care of the widow take care of the orphan to actually go out and spread the gospel the last one slips my yeah. my mind but I thought Jesus always fed the people he would if the people were hungry, he understood they couldn't hear the message. Mm-hmm. Let's fill their bellies. Then they can hear the message. Mm-hmm. Right? He sat down with his disciples at the Last Supper. The Last Supper. They ate. So they could hear the message. Mm-hmm. And the message is, I'm not going to always be with you. But their bellies were full. I said, when I get a business... I want to impact my community, but I, I'm going to impact it how, what's in my heart in the way that I can impact it. Mm-hmm. And when I came here, because I was here in, in, in the 90s, I'd never seen so many homeless people. Yeah, and there's a lot now too. There's so, I mean, when in the 90s they didn't have what we have today. Right. And I'm just like, not just on every corner, not just downtown. You could be walking down the street by the mall. Mm-hmm. You could be in your neighborhood. It's, oh, yeah. it's everywhere. Even up north, even as you get to the outskirts of the city, there's still a, an abundance of homeless. Homelessness didn't used to be like that. You know, I was talking to my uncle. He said, baby, it's everywhere. It's mm-hmm. bad. Yeah, said, it's, it's not just in Colorado Springs. He said, it's bad, but people bust their homeless here. Yeah. And I was like, what? They, they bust their homeless here? They bust their homeless here. Wow. Different cities bust their homeless here. And I said, what got me started this time, not what was in my heart to do. I was having a bad hair day. Yeah. I was having a bad hair day. And I was mad because mm-hmm. it wasn't what I wanted. Right. And the Holy Spirit said, you mad? Like, you mad, bro? <laughs> you got problems? <laughs> like, bad hair is a problem. <laughs> but, and he said, I gave you the money for hair. You actually have the time to get your hair done. Mm-hmm. You have the money to get the hair to get your hair done. And you think you have problems. And I was undone. I, I The next day I woke up, I was like, I'm going over here. It, it must have been. I thought it was a Wednesday. And I had two one-on-ones that day. Mm-hmm. 
And the people I had one-on-ones that day said, what are you doing? I said, I'm about to make some stock lunches. Yeah. And they said, we want to join in what you're doing. I said, awesome. I made, the first month I made 27 lunches. The next month, so I was like, okay, I got to have a goal here. Mm-hmm. I doubled it, 50 lunches. Mm-hmm. And then for the next three months, it was like 100 sack lunches, 101, Give 100. Give or take, yeah. And then one month, I finally broke 200 lunches. I was like, thank God. <laughs> and some of that comes from, some of that support comes from donations from other people, yes. yeah? Everybody donates. There's things, there's some of the things that I buy, but everybody donates. What, you need peanut butter, we need bread, mm-hmm. yeah. we, need, we need jelly, and I'm like, yep, we need ramen noodles this time, it's cold outside. Mm-hmm. We need tea, because it's cold outside. Right. And just, and just, I was like, okay, the homeless people need this. And then I went to Mindful Mornings, mm-hmm. and Christine Barker, she runs that, okay. you know, and I said, the lady who spoke that day was talking about Inside Out. I'd already been to a few Inside Out events. Okay. And I had heard about the suicide rate, the homeless rate, mm-hmm. the suicide rate. Right. And then the chant, and the highest of those is the gay, lesbian, transgender youth population. Mm-hmm. And I said, I want to make you guys some sack lunches. Yeah. And she was like, I said, well, what can we do? She said, well, I said, how about I make you some sack lunches and bring them on Wednesday? Because second Wednesdays, right? Right, right. She said, that's not the day we have the need. Yeah. I said, okay. She said, Monday, Tuesday, we have a need. And I was like, okay, I'll build it. Yeah. I'll build it. I'll build on the second day. Mm-hmm. And so it snowed when I was going to kick that off. Yeah. And so what I did was I just took all the stuff there. Mm-hmm. And it was equally received. Even though it was just the bread, it was the peanut butter, bread, the peanut butter, butter, the jelly. I brought them ramen noodles, and they were like, and the kids warm up to me. You know, at first I was like, you know, follow me to my car, like, we gotta follow you. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, my name is Tom. Oh, my name is Jenny. You know, just yeah, because they they want to be seen. Somebody cares about them. Yeah. And I was like, cool, yeah. So those currently are the two communities that I'd like to help, I think it's very important because... So the first set of lunch, you send those to the Springs Rescue Mission? I do. Over those there? And that's amazing. Yeah. Because the last time I went there, the very, very informative guy mm-hmm. opens the door and I say, you know, I have sack lunches. He's like, well, we don't have any food. I was like, no, no, I have sack lunches. Yeah. And then the guy came out and he was like, oh, wow, like you really have sack lunches. I was like, yeah. I try to go about five o'clock, but this day, I don't know, something happened, life happened. Yeah. And I went afterwards and I went after everybody had eaten, but people still keep coming knocking on the door. That's right. Sometimes the Spring Rescue Mission has take home plates. Okay. But this day they didn't. And And I was like, I came with these sack lunches. He said, well, we have sack lunches. I saw about 10 people come and get the sack lunches that I made. And I was like, this is what I'm talking about, you know? And you got to see your donation in action. Oh, yeah, absolutely. The guy was like, here's a sack lunch, here's a sack lunch. And I thought, that's awesome. 
I don't need gratitude. I don't need anybody to be like, oh, you're so awesome. You're so wonderful. Right. You're doing that. Because you're not doing it for that. I'm not doing it for that. The word of God says that when I was hungry, you clothed me. Uh, you fed me. When I was naked, you clothed me. When I was homeless, you gave me shelter. He says, and in that, what you do for them, you do to me. Right. And you have to think about the magnitude of the master of the universe. Whatever you do, do it unto the to Lord. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And I find it amazing when there are people that just do that. <laughs> and so and so that's why I began doing it. And I got different people. I have about six to ten people who come and help me. And it makes me emotional. Yeah. Because it's like, wow. I mean, same thing. Like, you're an entrepreneur, right? Right. And you're like, this is really cool. You know, you're thinking of it from a financial point of view. And you, you take all the money out of it, right? Mm -hmm. And then you do something like the part of the Great Commission. And then you get to see how God adds to it. Yeah. And how who it helps. Totally humble. You know? It is, and that's sort of why I jumped into it. When you uh, made the announcement of one million cups, you're like, Second Wednesday, my place, sack lunches. I'm like, ooh, that's a community service project I can get behind. I don't have one of my own. I'm still getting my footing in the community, yeah. but I'm like, this is an opportunity. If I'm saying to myself, gee, I really wish there was an opportunity for me to help, I don't have no excuse not to give some support to the community. I did you, you know, it might be a, a couple of jars of peanut butter, a couple of jars of jelly, or some chips or whatever, I did but I still can help. I, I did have to get my footing, like, you're like, I don't have my footing. And I wasn't making, I'm not, not making like yeah, yeah. Of dollars right, right. But I was making enough to buy some chips. So if you go to Shamrock, a box of plain chips is $15. Yeah, and how many packs do you get in there? 50. All right, so, 50. wow, okay. 50. Right, so I was like, that's okay. less than a dollar a pack. Yeah, so I was like, okay, cool, I can do the chips, and that's kind of what I always do. And now we have a rhythm. I love it. You know, yeah. people coming in and bring. Yeah, because we have like a little, little um, like conveyor belt yeah, sort of yeah. where we got the peanut butter person, we got the bread person, we got the, the chip person, the, the bag person, person, the last product person. You know, whoever puts the bags in the sandwich, the sandwiches in the bags, and and it goes all around in a circle, and then we start all over again and. And everybody, fast people, too. not everybody, but people are always looking for the final product. Yeah. But he never reveals anything to us like that. Even even Jesus in his last day, he says, you know, if, if this cup could be removed, can we do it? But he knew what his purpose was for. Yeah. Now he even he at that point in time hadn't seen the whole the whole vision. But he knew it had to be followed through. But he knew it had to be followed. No. So about March I didn't start. April I didn't start. Maybe about June. No, it has to be more than June because we've been about six months into this. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that would be about June, right? Yeah. I just started started doing it. And then people were like, Oh yeah, you do that. Oh, you're a lady, you're the chiropractor that makes all the sandwiches. I'm the chiropractor that makes the sandwiches. My hope is, as, as word gets out, you'll have to go someplace bigger. I do. I am. My goal, I have a goal. Mm -hmm. And the goal is, in, in Dallas, they have 
they have a group called Tangle Tab. Okay. Tangle Tab partners with restaurants in the city mm -hmm. before they open. That's my goal. I'm telling you, that runs like a well-oiled machine. No like, doubt. like we have. Oh yeah, to have like because we don't really have the elbow room to no. really run no, it like no, we no. want to. But it's effective. Yeah. I mean, it gets done. It gets done. And so we're thankful for humble beginnings. The Word of God tells mm -hmm. us to be to be thankful for the humble beginnings. You know, I don't know every person that gets a sack lunch. I don't need to know every person right. who gets a sack lunch. But I'm grateful that I have the opportunity to be a servant. That's where the magic is, not in the accolades, but in the servitude. Yeah, you know. And I'm like, okay, I'm gonna make these sack lunches. Hey. And the truth is to be one of the keys to being a successful, like a true entrepreneur, is to be of service. Not Absolutely. just not just the selling of the soap, but how you the amount of care that goes into making that soap and caring about the clients that are buying them. As business people, our business is a service to our community, mm -hmm. but how do we service our community mm -hmm. should be the second the second question that we ask right. ourselves. I said, okay, um, we will service our community by, this is what's on my heart to do. You don't have to go far for the leap. No. Yeah. Well, it's been, we've been talking for a while, and I really appreciate you taking the time to come hang out with me here at Miriam's Place. Um, thank thank you. you for telling me about your passions. I love it. <laughs> I'm like, I've been so excited. As a matter of fact, I was up at four this morning <laughs> and I was already, and I'm like, oh, I can't wait to hear a story because we run into each other all the time, but we never really get a chance to sit down and chat. And so I'm glad that you got to take the time that I got to sit down with you today and learn more about you and your closet that, you know, you have two closets. I only have one, but we do have similar organizational skills. I'm going to get How we do the drawers. <laughs> yes, you do need a shoe rack. It'll hold your shoes better and they'll, the, um, they'll hold their shape better too. That will make my clothes. <laughs> that will make me be able to put my clothes on the hang. That's right. And then you know how you won't be tripping over everything. But thank you so much. Um, <laughs> Tell me, tell me uh, about your business. Is Dr. Lauren Penn your pinpoint chiropractic? Pinpoint chiropractic. Now, is there an email where people can reach you if you'd like? Pinpoint chiros. So P-I-N-P-O-I-N-T C-H-I-R-O at gmail.com. All right. Thank you so much for our interview today. You're like my first podcast interview. Yay! Thank you so much for thank taking you. the time out today. And uh, thank you for listening. And we look forward to hearing more from you, Dr. Penn. As soon as we get this in and out project going, I'd love to have you back to talk more about that and how that's okay. going. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you. uncovered a key laundry mystery in today's episode. Putting away all those clean clothes. Worst laundry task ever. Let me reiterate. One way to solve this particular laundry mystery? Break up the task into bite-sized chunks, honey. If the amount of clean laundry that sits before you appears overwhelming to put away right now, break down the task into bite-sized chunks. One way to accomplish this is to wash it in smaller batches that are easier to put away as soon as they come out of the dryer. 
Barring that, I recommend resorting your clean clothes into priority batches. For instance, your work or business clothes should take top priority and be put away as soon as possible to help prevent wrinkles. Put them on hangers or fold them accordingly. Have a clean hamper available to sort your socks and undergarments, and when you have a free 15 minutes or so while you're making dinner or waiting on your takeout, put those items away. This will take some time to build a positive habit, but won't you feel better getting those clean clothes out of your sight? Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to the first episode of Laundry and Other Mysteries. Keep an eye out for episode two to drop on Monday in two weeks on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you are listening to this podcast. Please rate and share this podcast to give others a chance to find it. If you would like to get an opportunity to listen to episode two ad-free, check out our Patreon at www.patreon.com slash Divas Laundry Service to become a patron. You'll get access to every episode before it's released to the public ad-free, among other benefits of patronage. In the meantime, you can find The Laundry Diva on Twitter at Divas Laundry or on the web at DivasLaundryService.com. You can even like The Laundry Diva on Facebook. I could easily go on and on, but I know that you have laundry to do, so I'll end this episode by reminding you to get those clothes out of the dryer. And I look forward to sharing with you what I continue to learn about laundry and other mysteries. Until next time.